Hey everyone, welcome to Chew the Fat Podcast. My name is Joshua D'Souza and today I am here to talk about a very intriguing topic which is pursuing the Australian dream of a permanent residency. Now this is going to be another mini-series where I will be picking the brains of my guests in order to understand the harsh realities of permanent residency in Australia. So stay tuned. My next guest is a civil engineer by profession who came to Australia in 2016 to pursue his Australian dream. And he's a very close friend of mine who has gone through his fair share of struggles throughout the years. His name is Ishan Pandey. Uh, we have a great discussion on the changing immigration systems in Australia and also share some hard truths about pursuing the Australian dream that not many will actually share with you. Hey, hey Shan. Hello, bro. Uh, welcome to Chew the Fat Podcast with me today and uh, thanks so much for speaking with me. Uh, so before we start, uh, so you know, uh, the reason I wanted to speak to you today was just uh, so you've been through the entire process, uh, you know, and you, uh, in terms of the Australian uh, permanent residency, and hence, I, I mean, I wanted you to share your story. So you know, like for the listeners who are listening, uh, if you can just share your, you know, what you've done and. How has your journey been in Australia so far? Yes. So my name is Ishan Pandey. I come from a small city in India called Bhopal. And I moved to Australia in 2016 to pursue master's in project management at La Trobe University, Melbourne. So Mm -hmm. my experience at the university was uh, not too bad. I would say uh, it was okay, but... uh, when it comes to pathway to PR and uh, how you have to deal with the whole process is kind of very difficult. And mm. uh, nowadays, what people are going through, like uh, in terms of like how to achieve their target in in a in a way like to uh, to get the PR is very difficult. In mm. the sense, like once you graduate from the university. Back in the day, you just have to, you know, like, uh, look for the job and the PR will come by itself. Right Mm -hmm. now, it's like you have to start from the day one you arrive Mm -hmm. in Australia and you have to start, uh, like, putting efforts to get the PR in terms of whether it's PT, NATI, professional year, work experience. And nowadays, it also matters, like, which city you are living in right now because... Mm -hmm. Because the government, like the Australian government, right now the Australian government, they don't want you to stay in uh, big cities such as uh, mm-hmm. Melbourne and Sydney. Okay, so, so they're primarily yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, bro. yeah. Uh, so no, so just before you know, so just take the listeners back. So you know, which year did you come to Australia? So you came in two thousand seventeen. No, 2016. I came here in 2016. So I think yes. that was the time the Turnbull government was in power. Yeah. And was it easier back then, or uh, to get to you know get your PR, or is it like difficult, like more difficult right now? Like during the Turnbull government, it wasn't that difficult. 
but since uh, scott morrison came into power they imposed some uh, uh, rules and regulation which wasn't uh, good for immigrants yes sir uh, turnbull uh, they had to abolish force uh, 476 visa correct yeah they abolished that one and then uh, they came up with 491 visa like hmm. uh, so what is the 491 if you know you can explain if you have some kind of background 491 visa is like is a pathway to pr they okay so like government will ask you to say stay in a some uh, small in town in a regional place a regional area and you have to mm-hmm. spend uh, your time there for 3 okay. years mm-hmm. okay after that yeah. you have to show them that you live there you work there and uh, primarily like you have to give all the evidence that you mm-hmm. live there for like 3 years and also work there and they they ask you to like at least have a job that provides you like 6 uh, $60,000 yearly income okay so that's so, all the challenges that you know even you face you're facing yes. right now yeah <laughs> So how long has it been for you like in Australia like I know you you're currently not in Australia so but yeah how long were you in Australia and why did you move back to India See in my case uh I had to come back to India because uh, because my temporary resident visa was expired and I, I had to come back because the if i wanted to stay i could have gone mm-hmm. for an, another student visa but that too is very expensive like uh, you have to spend like 6 or 7000 on sometimes it goes like uh, $10000 yearly correct which is which is not a feasible option to have like uh, why you spend so much money just to stay in a country rather mm, i just correct. wait for my invitation but right now With the current situation i can't see this happening so i thought like mm-hmm. luckily i came back in february because uh, correct if i would have stayed there otherwise i had to spend so much money like correct like yeah two, two or 3000 uh, monthly yeah and uh, you know for the listeners uh, listening right now uh, so me and ishan we basically met through a common friend and uh, we ended up uh, you know sharing the same house so that's how i got to know who ishan was and yeah I, i mean i've seen him struggle from day one you know in terms of trying to you know get the perfect score in pt and then trying to nail the nati exam which is a, a, a it, it is a local exam right what's it's a basically a translation exam isn't it isha yeah nati is like uh, it's an exam that uh, certifies you that like uh, you okay you can speak uh, this language Okay. okay and you did hindi right yeah i did hindi yeah correct so yeah so basically that's how i got to know him and i think this is the most serious conversation we've ever had without fooling or even <laughs> even uh been a conversing in hindi i think uh, that's actually pretty weird but yeah so like you know let's move on and <clears throat> so so while you were studying so how difficult was it to you know gain part time job so you came in 2016 so how difficult was it back then and if you compare it to you know part time jobs right now in in the country bro when i came here 
it wasn't that difficult because uh, i landed here in uh, australia and within 2 3 days i got the job okay okay and uh, so what kind of jobs yeah. you like what kind of jobs did you you know start working at do the first my first job uh, was at uh, a car wash okay so i worked there for like 3 4 weeks and then uh, after that i got a job in red energy and i worked there for pretty good time and so that was in sales yeah sales okay because i think a lot of people lot of people who you know are planning to come to australia or to any other country they think that you know it's always it's, there's always a greener pasture but you know there's it's a, there's a lot of hard work that goes into into coming to a new country dude like the, here in uh, here in australia the employer will exploit you any way possible like they have okay. all, all they have different sorts of option because when i joined red energy they put me on Correct. abn you you know okay. what uh, abn is australian business number yes so that's basically you, you work as a contractor yeah correct so i was getting a weekly pay but on top of that every sales i every sale i used to make uh, mm-hmm. they give me like 100 dollars okay but the working hours was very difficult and uh, sometimes i had to work like 60 hours a week wow so and that's I, that's actually you can't work as a student you can't work that many hours yeah, but like uh, if you are on abn you can okay you can okay yeah. so it's only student visa that you have a 20 hour week policy yeah. that you can't work, exceed that with abn you can work because you have, that's your business right okay okay you can put up as much effort you want so people those who are uh, working more than uh, 20 hours okay mm-hmm. go on abn and also it's very i'd say it's very difficult for you to work beyond 20 hours a week if you are a student correct and yeah correct that's true that's true but how yeah. how like i think you know I, i remember you have actually paid for your fees on your own so how was that how was how do you manage to do that when you know you had 20 hours a week as a limit if you are a student in australia right now and uh, currently you are like in your first semester or second semester Mm-hmm. and uh, you'd be thinking like probably I, i should get a job right now with the current situation i don't think is mm-hmm. feasible like uh, you you will end up getting a job because australia is not kind of economy that could sustain uh, such kind of a pandemic and before before that as well like uh, when i came in 2016 there were there weren't that many jobs correct and if they are any jobs like uh, they probably ask you to get, uh, you know work on cash in a hand and something mm-hmm. so you won't be getting any benefits such as uh, and you're not taxed but but you're not taxed on that yeah you won't be taxed so i always avoided that one because like when you are when your goal <laughs> is to get a pr you don't want to leave any you know like uh, trails like as such like uh, if you if you file for your uh, for your tax right probably mm-hmm. somewhere or another they could figure out like you know you worked on cash so i never worked okay. on cash i always on uh, uh, tfn i worked uh, mm-hmm. numerous jobs but still like right now like 
if you are a student like mm-hmm. uh, in the sense like uh, if you are studying your post graduate degree and right now you you'd be thinking like okay probably after this pandemic you, you know you'll get a good job and they pay they will pay you well yeah. because the minimum wage is 20 dollars an hour or something something but it's not possible employers <laughs> in australia they won't give you anything they want to exploit you whatever way is possible like they won't give you sick leaves yeah they won't give you super okay mm, super, super annuation yeah super annuation they won't give you super annuation and uh, you know like they will always put you on your toes right in the sense like even if you're doing your job correctly they will tell you like no you don't you know like you're not mm-hmm. going to get uh, to have this job yeah so, so but how long has it been since you've uh, submitted your app like you know your pr app permanent residency application 15th of april 2019 okay so and like and and how long did it take you you know to get to that application process? so what 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 was the start of it like how did you start your process did you go through a agent or did it, did you do it by yourself i made a huge mistake that i paid for an agent okay uh, and uh, i don't want other people because yeah there's a lot correct there's a lot of there's a lot of debate between whether you do it yourself or you do it through an agent like doing by yourself is a good is a better option like uh, just right. imagine right like uh, you want you're paying someone just to fill up few uh, visa forms okay correct mm-hmm. and those forms you could fill by yourself like uh, before i i've done my tr visa process by myself only like i haven't paid correct. anyone yeah. but but i was so desperate by the time because prior to that i already filed for permanent residency but they changed the law stating that you got to have 65 points and uh, i had like 60 points so obviously okay. my my eui will expire anyway and they won't Correct. consider that one so i had to file another eui so, so i thought so can you but uh, now no, suppose i have filed it at 60 but if i want if i have i'm going to get 5 points from somewhere else but i need to file a new application or can i just use that application and upgrade my points doesn't that you work could, you could update but it's better it's always better to have a uh, to file a fresh application because you never know about this government like what they because the policies are keep on changing like they Correct. like i'll give you an example right so mm-hmm. from past 3 or 4 months they are giving invites mm-hmm. to only medical professionals correct now because they of the pandemic wrong yeah they haven't touched mechanical since october 2019 okay and your profession is civil engineering civil engineer. yeah civil engineer so you can see right now what they are trying to do like they want mm. students there's no doubt about correct. it because the whole economy yes. runs on students 65% correct. economy is right now dependent on services correct but at the same time they don't want you to settle down it's a fact mm, yep. right, right oh. now it's quite obvious you can see like uh, their policies and the way that this uh, morrison government creating students right now i heard like in canada like the students are getting 2000 dollars monthly but here in australia they are just giving one time payment that is 500 dollars how are you going to sustain 500 dollars 
yeah that's true and and even i think most of the i think uh, right now there are university that are doing it at completely online due to the pandemic and the the fee- I, i don't get it. i i don't get it like if you're saying you're you're conducting classes online okay mm-hmm. i get it okay you're conducting online so when you file your visa application okay it stays there yeah. you go, you have to be at the uni right otherwise we will cancel your visa right correct yes it's it's mentioned in the visa right mm-hmm. so right now they are they are conducting classes from home like you you have to be at home yeah. and you'd be attending the classes this is it's like a scam like either mm, you can take the fees and give it back to the students or just tell them like okay this uh, semester has been suspended and you can rejoin like probably mm. like once the uh, everything uh, get back to normal right yeah no i know i know of a friend i mean i know a person who has who is actually attending uni in india right now and she is enrolled in a university here but she she can't postpone it because she's already have she already has backlog and if she does that her entire current student visa that has been extended won't get extended further so which is why she had to do it and she stuck in india because she can't travel because of the restrictions bro like australian university they are so greedy okay they're not going to change anything like for at least for international students yeah and uh, for the domestic students this won't affect that much because you you, you know like how much money they pay Probably yeah true Twenty thousand dollars yearly they pay, but you hmm. you are paying like twenty thousand dollars every semester. Hmm hmm hmm. So I don't think it's worth it anymore. Like to study in uh, Australia and uh, you have to go through a very long process. It's not. It's not. Uh, it's yeah. It's not worth not, it anymore now. It doesn't seem worth it. I mean, I know you've been doing it for quite a while, and you've ended up back, you know, in in India, and you're still yeah. waiting for your PR. I don't understand what kind of joke it is. Like, if you want, like, you know, like once you graduate, okay, okay, you get mm-hmm. five points already, right? Correct. After Correct. After that, you do uh, professionally another five points, right? Mm-hmm. After that, you probably get one year of experience somewhere at a job or something, right? So another five But points. But in your own field. In and, your own field. Yeah, in your own field. And after that, you have to get like uh, a. like get a eight each in a pt right mm. so after you know accumulating those points you will be ended up having probably 95 points but the points tally right now is on 100 100 so correct yeah that's actually each like each individual decision to you know think about that question because even i personally have gone through that and and for me as soon as i came to the country in 2018 the my skills my the skill that i am in was in on the skill list but by the time i finished my first sem the entire skill list had changed and my skill had completely been removed so i was in a i i know a lot of people who were in my situation where they ended up changing their you know their fields that we were they were studying so they went from marketing to accounting to it just so that you know there there's a chance of a of uh, pursuing the your permanent residency back you know 2 3 years down the line so it's it's actually a 
it's a tough decision that people need to make and i know you've also made that decision but what like you know what lies ahead for you so how how is how do you how have you planned your you know in the next couple of years what do you see do you think you'll be able to get uh you know your permanent residency in australia so when i was in australia like one of my batchmate he was studying at perth uh, okay mm-hmm. he was studying uh, some petroleum uh, course or something and uh, somehow they removed petroleum from the sols skilled occupation list so okay. he was quite devastated uh, at that point of time and uh, we had like couple of conversation regarding to this and uh, he told me that bro i'm going to quit and i'm going to move back to india and i was back then i was like bro why you are quitting right now you could actually change your course and do it uh, mm-hmm. you know apply for somewhere else but he said like no right. i'm going to quit so yeah. he quit and uh, after that uh, he moved back to india and stayed there for a year and uh, start applying for uh, canadian pr and uh, mm-hmm. like last year in december he got the pr and he moved in january and right okay. now he got his job in his own field and is pretty much well settled now so mm-hmm. so planning the same thing or uh, yeah, i'm planning to do the pretty much the same i'm mm-hmm. not hopeful for to get a securing like uh, australian pr that i'm sure okay. but uh, so no so once you once you put in your application for a permanent residency how long does it take till that uh, application expires or oh, does yes. it have an date oh it has a two year expiry date yeah and you know like i have expiry for two years right and mm-hmm. during the, this two years okay they haven't gave more than uh, 3000 invite in every any round like uh, from march april may june july august whatever you say like they haven't okay correct and, yeah. and from past four months they are just giving for the medical students if you are actually planning to apply for australian permanent residency right now it's not mm-hmm. worth it anymore it's like me me you may get or me not it's like that kind of But scenario and you have to wait quite a while probably you have to wait for like 2 3 years now like easily 2 3 to 2 3 years you have to wait okay yeah and i think so with the current situation i think it'll, it might take longer <laughs> maybe like and i know few people those who got the invite on their deathbed literally on their deathbed wow. so so tell me is it worth it or not i'd say yeah. no it's not worth it man like the kind of mental stress you have to go through like each and every day yeah. like you, correct it's easy to say like okay uh, we'll do professionally uh, we do nati we do pt and everything but bro like put yourself in the, that situation and like yeah could you do it no yeah you can't true do it man like you 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 there to study to uh-huh. you, you want to achieve your goals but somehow they are making it very difficult and the way they are treating migrants is is, is, is like very pathetic like uh-huh. right, even right now i'm in india right but i could see Correct. the news right i could uh-huh. yeah. easy, easily can say like you know they are still the same you know like 
I know like one of my friend he came back from came back to India like day before yesterday I asked him why you came back bro and he said like bro like I lost my job okay, okay. and there was no yeah. chance of me getting a permanent residency because on top of that he done everything like professionally uh, pt mm-hmm. experience everything he have 95 points and yeah. still like he's saying bro the points tally is at uh, 100 points okay yeah i think i mean it's you know it sounds also pretty bad and right now even i'm in even though i'm in melbourne i know a lot of people still struggling or you know they haven't really started their process but they're still studying as well so i think for most people it would be better to you know come to australia experience the you know the culture the because even though you know studying here is expensive but at least they'll get that exposure which might you know help them in the future and then go back maybe to their home country yeah that also the case but like uh if you look at uh, you know like the core structure for one of the top universities in US and compare that structure with the uh, Australian universities right yeah you'll see like there there are so many stuff that has is been missing like for example my course in US is for only one year okay okay hmm. here in australia is for two years okay Correct. why is that hmm. and these all the universities come under washington accord right they are top most yeah. universities they, they say latrobe is uh, they have one of the best b schools in asia okay Correct. and probably monash have the same right but why yeah. you have yeah. a course that is just for a one year and you are putting it uh, to make it like for two years why hmm. i think that's basically to make make sure that you stay longer and then i mean at i think back then was the aspirations of you know getting a pr was much easier so getting a two year degree would mean that you know you automatically qualify for a two year work visa and after that you can apply for your pr but yeah i think like it, it could be the, the that one or uh, for for what i say like for what i think is just they want to make money out of you like yeah like i mean that that's how the, the the economy runs right now like because of the universities and their education system like uh, you know like they are uh, you know like uh, one of my father's junior his son is currently is in uh, iit chennai uh-huh. and they have uh, he's studying phd and uh, he'll uh, he's planning to move to australia like because they have a tie up right they don't need to pay anything yeah. but like right. uh, they, you know like they they are making it sure that like he don't get two years of experience two years of study in australia they just uh, give like only one year okay why is okay. that why this discrimination because they know this guy is not paying anything right he have a phd and everything and on top of that we even with iit people they ask to get a degree uh you know like a degree assessment why is that like i i did yeah. my degree degree assessment with uh, canada they charge mm. me only 250 dollars when it comes to australian degree assessment it they charge you like somewhere around 15 to 1600 dollars wow What? i didn't know that yeah i mean i think yeah this it's a it's quite a lot of money that is involved in your process i think so if you like you know if you have to estimate how how much money would you do you think you must have spent when it comes to you know from trying 
to uh, you know get the perfect score in IELTS, Nati, how much would that cap be? Somewhere around says, overall ten thousand dollars, bro. If you have ten thousand dollars with you, you for, could for uh, everything, everything. Wow. And you, okay, that's quite and, a lot of money. And even if you get an experience in your field in Australia, yeah, that too you have to get assessed from the. like from acs or from engineers like, australia you have to do it and yes, you have yeah. to pay for it so, i mean yeah I, like uh, after speaking to you, i think the the notion you know that people might get would be you know right now the market is really bad and that doesn't even help people who have already applied so there is a lot of backlog in applications and plus there are going to be new applications that are going to be filed in the next year so it's yes. kind of it would be hard for people to you know to realize that australian dream for a while like But... australian dream for now is like if you are really talented and if you have made good choices from day one like for instance you yeah. you chosen like some some university at a regional area you made a good choice but correct then again like you don't know like after one year what's their going to what's their policy is going to be like you know like yeah. Yeah. they right now they just want to abolish one it nine completely okay yeah. and i don't know why they, they are doing it what? because they need people the one visa all about like i am not sure one it nine or yeah so one it nine visa is like you can if you get that visa you can stay wherever you want there there okay. will be no any restri- there will be no restriction like uh, <laughs> like with with uh, uh, 190 uh, uh-huh. is like you get a specific uh, state will give you the visa okay and they, also they will give you the extra points right but okay. like five points ex- extra but uh you have to stay that particular region for like couple of years okay in same with yeah. 491 visa but like these like uh for instance to get a uh, like a state sponsorship from uh, uh for instance from victoria right they ask yeah. you to have five years of experience are you going to get that yeah true I mean, yeah, it's going to be hard unless you are applying from another country. That might still be better. Do you think a direct, yeah. a direct PR? Like, if you are, a, if you have a lot of experience in India, uh, okay, or India or anywhere else uh, around the world, you could try to explore these options. But like, like for I understand, like uh, experience differ. like in terms of uh, as a civil engineer i can understand because in india we use indian standards for construction and yeah. australia we use uh, us standards but tell yeah. me it would be very uh, different in it i don't think so uh, i think they use a similar kind of process in in australia in, in india but somehow yeah. they do they either, like if you have a 5 years of experience in australia they deduct it to 2.5 years why is that I can understand like mechanical civil you can do that like okay the, the experience could be different but yeah like like uh, for instance like uh, Canada or New Zealand they don't do that yeah yeah true 
True. They they don't do that. They just uh, say like, if you have two years of experience at your job, like that's fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. I mean, it's getting tougher, and I don't know how you know people like other students or people listening, you know, are going to have that problem in the next years to come. But yeah, let's hope for the best. And uh, you know, I want to conclude. You know, thanking you for for you know no sharing your your no experience problem. i think it's going to help a lot of people who are currently in the same situation that you are in and you know are or probably entering into that situation so let's hope they they gain out of this talk that we've had and yeah bro uh, like never listen to the agents in india or in australia say like they just want to make yeah. money out of you it's like Correct. it's better to look by yourself right now like with this situation yeah. like you have to look it by yourself correct correct i know let's hope for the best and yeah thanks so much ishan for speaking with me thank you josh bro thank all the best for your uh, you know f- the future yeah and thank you so much bye thanks so much yes <laughs> bye bye Thank you so much guys for listening before you go just want to let you know that chew the fat podcast is now on instagram please show some love and support and also let me know if you guys have any particular topic you would want me to speak on and i'd be happy to do that until then stay safe cheers goodbye